when we are doing the will of our true self, we are inevitably doing the will of the universe. In magic, these are seen as indistinguishable. That every human soul is in fact one human soul. It is the soul of the universe itself. And as long as you are doing the will of the universe, then it is impossible to do anything wrong. Slither hither, weirdos, witches, and depressives. My name is Keats Ross, and you're listening to a heavy episode of Prag Magic. On this episode, we're taking a big, deep dive into a big, deep, dark hole. The hole depression. And I have the privilege, nay, the honor of being joined by two of my favorite people, the illustrator and operator of Outlet Press, Mr. Eric J. Millar. What I have, like I never felt like I deserved what I had. And the enigmatic Alex with the two X's, host of the Alex cast, Mr. Alex Ballin. Whether that's positive or negative, I have to live the rest of this to figure it out. If you couldn't tell by those sound clips of Eric and Alex, respectively, we get heavy. But the last thing I want to do is treat the following topics with too much levity or even too much seriousness. Finding that gentle medium can be a bit sloppy sometimes, but I felt it best to mention that this episode contains a candid, frank discussion between us three artists about our disparate struggles with mental health. The topics are namely depression and bouts with things like self-harm, suicidal ideation, attempts, drug use, and other heavy, heavy things. We can come across as unfittingly jovial at times, but that's just our way of pushing through the heaviness. Gallows humor aside, we consider these issues with the utmost importance because we are survivors. Everything discussed here is anecdotal, and our views are in no way intended to ostracize or alienate any listeners. The intention is to open a dialogue amongst we fellow soldiers in the fight for light, and to transcend this hollow abyss. But more importantly, our goal is to help alleviate the terrible stigma associated with mental health. So slither hither. Here's my conversation with Eric and Alex. That I get so fucking mad and depressed about being depressed without an outside reason to be yeah a lot of times it's the thing that gets me the fucking most and i hate it because i know it's like some weird chemical fucking imbalance or some weird physiological thing i have no control of or you know what i mean like it's it's something i guess that is kind of putting the blame on something else but it is still me essentially the particles in me the atoms in me that aren't fucking vibing well for no reason when i have everything 
to be happy about or fine about. Well, that's why I think yeah. the, the youth aspect helps, like, being young and sexy and making albums, and you're like, all, you got life to look forward yeah. to, you might get over it, but when it's... For me, it's like when it's it started to settle in. Like, for me, it was about 29, yeah. 30. Mm-hmm. And not that I cared about turning 30, like, age, but, but it's like... Oh, this isn't going away. Like I'm in this for the long fucking haul. I'm yeah. in this for the for for the Minnesotan winter. Like yeah, I, yeah. this is it. I, I I'm this is me forever, and that's a fucking heavy goddamn yeah. weight to carry. Yeah. That's when I gave in about like 27. I guess the Saturn return or whatever the what do they call it? Like um, when you're 27, you know. Yeah. Um, it's that's when I finally listened to all of the doctors, and I finally was like, you know what, I'm not handling this correctly alone and that's when i actually sought treatment and got my shit together or like it's like surrendered to it you know that's around the time where i was like well fuck i'm not i'm i'm still alive it's going to keep going so i better try something else now i'm on like the other end where i had finally quit the treatments because i was starting to see them necessitate some other problems you know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's why I quit so, doing pharm- like yeah. f- uh, pharmacy prescription exactly. stuff. Exactly, big pharma, yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, so it it was just a horrendous thing I went through, and I'm only saying that because that helped motivate me. Uh, I had always I had always had the exit strategy of this is not something I want to be subserving it to. This is I felt like I had built the like internal pillars and structures to kind of weather it and i have largely i mean it's night and day comparatively not to go too deep into the fucking political nonsense about it well the pill thing uh i did not to just because i i'm a huge fan of ssri and ss and i'm big fan of pharmacology yeah yeah double thumbs up super helpful but what you said is exactly perfect. Like it's there for a while until you build up your own yes. reserves of mm-hmm. what you need. Now, some people that's not possible because right? I don't want to be ableist here. Some people literally, your chemicals will not write themselves. Doesn't matter how much yeah. fucking meditation, yeah. yoga, and Absolutely. magical practice you can do. And I just I sometimes get really glib on my show yeah. about mental health stuff, and I forget to point out like I'm not talking about that. Like I'm lucky that. I'm at that level where it's like I can kind of survive with how bad it is. Absolutely. And, like, and yeah. having pills to take it off, that weight off for a while to kind of rebuild for a season, very helpful. But some people don't have that. And I just, I've been so glib over the years, so I might as well be a I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. yeah, because I can be a bit too, like, anecdotal about, you know, my reasoning with it or thinking that it it's the same for everyone. That's not at all what I'm saying. Uh, the plan was always to kind of build the internal structures if i could yeah that was a big thing if i could and there was a lot of experimenting with you know well, it's, uh, it's a lot of work weaning off and time yeah. stuff and and then you know god forbid i'm in this i'm just such a contradictory piece of shit <laughs> with a lot of things and i have this like uh, annoying sense of confidence masked with just inability or matched with an ability. And, like, the last... Uh, getting off the drugs the last time, like, I I was an idiot. Don't ever do what I did. Which was pretty much cold turkey. Yeah. Like, five different medications, SSRIs. Like, it was so stupid. And I was going through, like, a Chapel Perilous kind of thing where, of course, I wasn't understanding what was, you know, like... Uh, supernatural or you know what was like 
paranormal or what was my brain because it was just like such an, a maddening, crazy time, you know, and I'm so happy I got through it. So, yes, there is a big disclaimer about, you know, um, if it works for you, please keep keep doing it and don't do what I did. Do <laughs> not just quit taking stuff because you're a, a glib asshole. You know, or do. Yeah. You know. Or do, yeah, if it works. Know, don't yeah. listen to podcasts. It has been working. Yeah. That's well, true. I mean, we're, yeah. none of us are medical professionals here. Right, it's yeah. like... That's me for yourself. Yeah, I mean, you're you're here for opinions, not, not like facts. anyone listens to me going, oh, what is he doing? Let me get my pen and paper yeah. and take some notes. I don't think anyone has ever said, oh, hey, Keats, what are you doing these days? I'm going to take notes yeah, off but we, you. We have a responsibility to the 37 yeah. people listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 35 of which Ooh. we know. Well, yeah, now it's 19. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. that last 10 minutes. <laughs> just lost. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, uh, apparently in the introduction, you didn't say we were going to talk about depression, so that's their fault for less than this long. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. Spoiler alerts, it's three people that have deal, dealt with the depression talking about it. Yeah. Well, there's not really yeah. an easy way to break into it, right? Yeah. I was yeah, no, thinking about no. it, you know, because there was, I, you know, I started to kind of formulate a bullet point situation in my brain as I do any interview or podcast this isn't really an interview you know and yeah. so I kept thinking about because I was talking to Eric here about it online like I feel I was a little trepidatious at first because you know, it was the first time being very open about it and so yeah. I felt like formulating any kind of yeah. battle plan with it would have just kind of taken away from well, I think for people that are not open about their mental health issues, yeah. it's, it's just like the first time having sex. It's messy, it's and you're, <laughs> you're just not doing it right, probably. Right. Usually involves something that happened with your dad. And, uh, the, uh, and uh, the conversation uh, no. ends in 10, ten minutes. Yeah. No, ten. sorry. Things yeah. are ten, randomly yeah. wet for no long. reason. Yeah. 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 Ted, Ted, in my world, that'd be like, hey, that'd be like mental health. Good <laughs> job. Yeah. 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 Actually, any. It's been a while. <laughs> well, and talking about pharmacology, are you still, if I may ask, Alex, you may. are you still taking um, SSRIs with your microdosing? No, I never, never, never combine the two. Yeah. Uh, you you yeah. risk uh, uh, serotonin syndrome. So just uh, people out there, I'm a I'm a massive, massive fan of microdosing psilocybin. Uh, I've done it for a while now. I've been off and on because of uh, availability of, of the drug because we live in a shitty country. But... Uh, yeah, I, 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 good, no, our country is, is, is <laughs> dog shit. We're, we're uh, making it that way. Yeah. Yeah. We're making, making it great. It yeah. great well, again. I mean, if you, could, if you could read what's on my hat, we're going to make it great again. <laughs> we're going to build balls or whatever the hell we say to mask our innate build racism. Balls. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got that shit tattooed on my chest. But, uh, build no, on balls. a big wall. Yeah, no, I quit, uh, <laughs> I quit SSRIs and anything else a while ago. Um, uh, when I couldn't find mushrooms uh, to do the microdosing, I went back on for a minute and it just didn't really work because I think that whole building wall thing, it's like I think I got as much out of those as I can. And the state it could get me to, like the relief it got, I I could kind of, I'd, I'd almost trained myself to get there. Yeah. But the microdosing thing is really like a physiological, like as as terrible as I am now, this is sunshine and lollipops in comparison to where I was two years ago, four years ago. Like wow. the place, like the, the, the dark recesses that I was at right now, it's like this is Fucking wonderful. Uh, so, high, highly recommend uh, microdosing psilocybin. 
Talk to me. Hit me up on the internet. I'll walk you through it. I, I, awesome. If I've ever proselytized about anything, it's this. Like I've never believed in anything before. I like believe in this. It's really weird. It's <laughs> yeah, no. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're, you're who I think of when I think about it because it has been coming up a lot. It just in yeah. the well, it's, public it, consciousness. It's getting super yeah. popular. Yeah. yeah, I've been I've been trying to chip away at my wife on that one. Yeah, and <laughs> there's a there's a big stigma for like oh yeah like. Normal, normal people that are that don't like read up on psychedelics and all yeah. of that stuff. There's, there's a big stigma when you hear mushrooms. You just think of like, you know, tailgate parties in the middle of the woods, and everybody wanders off and wakes up naked the next morning. Yeah, boy, we lived a very different life. <laughs> Easy Rider, you yeah. know, <laughs> tailgate party. <laughs> tailgate That's parties. never been said in this room. <laughs> hey. I come from rural Minnesota. Oh no! I, 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 <laughs> Everything's a tailgate. This party. is the one time I wasn't making fun of where you grew up. It well, was just shocking to be hear that term. I was like, yeah. "Wow, that's a person said that with their lips near me." This is a bit like this is like a new thing. It's maybe, like, maybe we can circle back because I do want to get to the microdosing because I feel that was something you came to after a lot of experimenting with other things, right? Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, I yeah, tried. Yeah. I did everything humanly possible. Before and this is going to be Alex the hipster because I do tend to find stuff early. Is I started microdosing before is in the zeitgeist. You like microdosing's first record? Is <laughs> what you like microdosing's first record? Ben. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Back like even before that, like you know the the, the couple song EP. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. it was only yeah, a demo. You got their demo. Yeah. 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 You never heard of it. <laughs> it's like those assholes that like the Mountain Goats before they put out anything that was oh, recorded God. on a mixer. Um, yeah. I, I I tried everything. Like it's, so, I tried. The whole gamut of proper medicine. Yeah. I tried yoga, diet, exercise, meditation. Every single thing that some asshole on Facebook tells you when you <laughs> mention being depressed, I've done all of them in spades and ten times What's after that. What's the problem? Just do yoga. I yeah. Don't hey, it. you know what I did? I stopped I stopped eating donuts every morning and I started yeah. feeling great. That reminds cool. me of that Louis C.K. I'm a vegetarian. That works out all the time. We're not the same human. Yeah. I assure you, I'm not so stupid as to haven't stumbled on the anti-donut policy. So, yeah. yeah, this is what I'm getting at. What kind of analog experiments, and by analog, I mean outside of pharmacology at all, um, what tactics do you have carried over? What do you? What did you take from it? Is it? Is it what they say? Is it eating well and exercise? You know, is that a big part of it? I mean, for me, I for have, me, I feel it is well, to a degree. For me, it's not because I. So I mean, we haven't really talked about diagnosis or whatever, but I have. Yeah, I guess we should do. So that. I'm Go around the same yeah, <laughs> I'm severe treatment resistant depression with anhedonia. So I okay. literally don't have the ability to feel joy a lot of times. So that whole runner's high thing or sports yeah. high does not exist for me. Like I've, I've ran. I've done sport. I, I used. To, I was a semi professional frisbee golf player for a while. Like I've done athletic it's, things. Wait. I had a six pack when I was young. Wait, wait, but. Wait. There's Wait, frisbee never... golf is there runners high and frisbee golf. No, no, but what I'm saying is I was I was <laughs> I, did, I did yeah. enough athletic type stuff to have been in shape at times. Sure. It's not like I'm some schlubby guy which is what I look like now. No, 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 no. I, but... it's not like because a lot of people go, Oh, I, I tried running, it didn't work. Like, no, I literally I tried yeah, yeah. the things because my life was really bad. So I tried all the stuff. Like and yeah, it, to me that didn't work. But I know a lot of people that it did work. Like there, a lot of people, especially in America, I, I, well, I can only really speak for America. I should say, their depression is caused by by bad diet and right. lack of exercise. Like that is the cause. But there's mm -hmm. also a lot of people that that has absolutely fuck all nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah. It's their dopamine. 
Yeah, it's no. just some kind of, it's either a chemical imbalance or, or just uh, something that happened when you're young. There's a million ways it can go down, but it's, it's, there is, uh, there's a significant number. Like, I think the depression level would drop significantly if we had healthier food and, you know, more exercise. Uh-huh. Now, in my case, eating healthier food and more exercise, all that did was make me slightly thinner and right. depressed. And yeah, I guess yeah, there's yeah. No, yeah. I'm not yeah, and like I'm not yeah. talking about like the cure all of it, yeah. but if there yeah. there are tactics that you know cuz what I'm thinking in my head it's a cloud, it's like a fucking it's a nebulous uh, or it's a Venn diagram of a bunch of things, right? Kind of overlapping. Yeah. And so it's not just microdosing, even though microdosing might be a big part of the Venn diagram. The other circles would be what? I mean, for me, it's uh, the the what would be called mindfulness meditation, though I sure. don't like that term. That's a big one for me. Um, I mean, meditation is helpful. I mean, exercise. Well, I mean, exercise in the form of meditation is another kind of thing. Like, I do a lot of kind of Zen walks. Uh, I do a lot of prayer. Um, yeah. I, I always have prayer beads on me, and that's super helpful, especially with anxiety. I just run a mantra and do a round of prayer beads. Um, what else has been helpful? I mean, a writing. Uh, you know, weirdly, no writing isn't helpful because I learned how to write to cope with depression. Sure, yeah, it's more and that was helpful when I was young. So if I'm trying to not be depressed, like if I'm trying to uh, cultivate happy, writing is just like, oh, that's that thing for depression. So it almost brings you into a depressed state. But if I'm depressed, yeah. writing's totally fine. But it's oh. like it's it's like a, almost a, I, I yeah. got to term it out like it's almost a trigger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, for me, it was intentional writing that always stressed me out and depressed yeah. me. It's when I just like let loose and write essentially gibberish. Like what ends mm. up in most of my books is just like gibberish writing that I'm not thinking about. It just comes yeah. out because it's it's more like it's pure like a prayer bead. It's like I'm rotating the words in my hand and That's going, this is, this is what's coming out. Yeah. I suppose that would be helpful. I don't know that I really... I think of writing so much as... Because I, so, I have so many books on standby and like so many things to write. The idea when I'm writing to just write nonsense... I think I haven't thought about that in a while. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe I'll give that a try. But yeah. I don't do... Yeah, I don't do the aimless writing. Yeah. Like you, I have many... You know, different projects moving concurrently that might, you know, in the end, depress me more. <laughs> that, yeah. You the, know, there's, there's hard movements. For me, the more directional art is, yeah. the more anxiety I have yeah. attached to it. I mean, we it. were doing the Zazobra thing that lasted, like, yeah. three weeks, and I got stressed out about it, you know. Well, yeah. when I got stressed out, it was so funny because us doing that article was about, you know, because I had read this John Steinbeck book. Uh, that my girlfriend Mary gave me, and it was this journal he kept where he would write to friends while he was writing Grapes of Wrath, and it would yeah. help him get into, you know, writing. It would help yeah. him, like, kind of think out loud and grow. But it's like, it's fucking John Steinbeck. You know, he didn't yeah. have much outside pressure or worry or, you know, didn't have the blue-collar kind of struggle or, you know what I mean? Like, well, just that... Steinbeck's was... the one that went to Hollywood, right? And he was writing terrible movies under contract? Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I thought that was Steinbeck. I like, he, he wrote these great novels and then he ended up... I don't know much about Steinbeck, to be honest. I, I, think I read Trumbo. a couple of... It. Uh, no, I, I think Trumbo? it was... I think um, in uh, Barton Fink, yeah. like, the, the drunk guy, played by Fraser's dad, no, is based off that... John Steinbeck, no I think. No way. It's either that or the Tropic of Cancer guy. Henry Miller? Uh, Henry Miller, yeah. It yeah. might be Henry that Miller I'm sense. thinking of. 
I love I, I Henry Miller too. Yeah. Henry Miller is one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah. Uh, I, I try one not of the, to one know. of them was in a yeah. soul crushing job. <laughs> yeah, eventually. yeah. I try not to know anything about my artists because it just ruins it for you. <laughs> uh, when I, when but, I find out what happened to Kerouac, my whole world oh, alcohol. Sh- yeah, well, no yeah. alcohol, and he basically turned into a weirdo Republican racist. <clears throat> well, he was always, yeah. you know, as American as football and apple pie. That yeah, was, I guess. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. I, that's. I guess there, I, that's a whole. Well, like, I guess I glossed yeah. over that part. I, I, I blank <laughs> out on Burroughs. You know, yeah. the dude killed his wife, and yeah, know. you know, yeah. like the lady, the old William and, Tell routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I like. For him, I just like blanket out him and Philip K. Dick and his yeah. freakness. Oh, Philip K. Dick. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I like Philip K. Dick. I think he's an interesting like, writer. Yeah, he came around in the end in a crazy, crazy way with his narcissism stuff. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> anyways, so uh, Steinbeck would write this book, and it was like this beautiful way of just kind of encapsulating like what the throws are mm-hmm. of just kind of writing something. But the problem was like you know he was in a privileged kind yeah. of you know place it was never about it was always like oh my wife you know brought me the wrong you know crumpet not he's not british <laughs> and it's not that was a terrible overgeneralization the rich of, might eat crumpets wealthy, I don't know. uh yeah. stuff but you know what i mean it was very like minimal and so zozobra the column was supposed to be like how does two struggling <laughs> artists you know make an opus while having to struggle you know, with all the outside stuff. And then I found out I was working hard formulating the articles about writing the the main thing. Yeah. That I wasn't writing the main thing. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was and it would like, yeah, it would it just get into this Earl Burroughs yeah. where it was like, once it became a mission, yeah. once it became, uh, you know, like you said, designated writing, once mm-hmm. it became this thing where, Oh God! I have to, you know, philosophize, yeah. you know, <laughs> about whatever bullshit I'm going through this week, because this is what's keeping me from doing the thing. You know, yeah. it got really hard, and I love it though. I mean, I'm still doing it, so I have plans for it. Yo, that just reminded me on the depression note. So, one thing that didn't help that everybody said would, and you just reminded me of this was I tried keeping a journal for a while, and no. I don't know, yeah. and it yeah. probably was exactly what you did. I probably read some book by some famous guy that did it. I went, yeah, yeah. I'm going to try it. Therapists have been saying it for years. All it did was like a fucking marquee spotlight on the void within yep. me, because all yeah. it was was me thinking about how terrible everything was, and it yeah. was just like, oh, this boy did this, and I think I did seven entries over two months. I'm like, they, we are not. This is this is bad. We are putting this. Going to yeah. put that on the side. <laughs> Next to next to yoga pants, where things that were a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I did about three entries. Like every couple of years, I go, oh, I'll, I'll try starting a journal. I do like two, three entries, and then I go back to them and go, wow, yeah. I am a whiny asshole. Well, yeah. with, well, what's, <laughs> well what's funny yeah. too is like with Zobra, like I'm working shit out, but in fantastical elements of writing. Yeah, I don't need to sit and journal what I'm going through because it's all personally. Because it is in there, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, even if it's, like, about different barters of the afterlife or something, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's being cycled through. I don't have to sit and investigate it on a very, on yeah. this plane of existence, which is the exact reason of why I'm not having a great time. Right, right, you know? right. <laughs> like, I, I can escape to somewhere and kind of filter it and work it through. And that's why yeah. I was wondering if, you know, writing for you, Alex, was, was, was part of that. 
I mean, it's 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 directly re- related. They're, yeah. they're they're inextricable from from one another. Writing and depression. They're yeah, yeah. they're 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 pen pals. Oh. They're best buddies. They're lovers. They're they're yeah. like the old you know like the old thing. Uh, it was at Aristophanes that said uh, humans used to be this four legged two headed thing until Zeus split them in half, and right. that's where we started mm-hmm. fucking. Like that's writing and depression. Is this, this monster? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Monster two headed four legged amorphous depression creative thing and yeah. I think it's been that way since since Jump Street. I mean there's there's rarely a writer that you hear is like, oh yeah, they live a really happy life. Everything was fucking aces and then he died in bed surrounded by loved ones. Sure. Yeah. But I, like, I think, but there's an opium den somewhere in there. And that's <laughs> but there's something in me that wants to struggle so much against that formative kind of immature you know, I can only be an artist if I suffer. Well, that's what I was thing, saying earlier yeah. about the the youthful, sexy yeah. Baudelaire depression right. and the kind of saggy tits, middle aged depression. And I, I say mid, yeah. saggy man tits. That sounded misogynist. I was referring to my own. Um, yeah. Is they're very different aspects. And what I mean is, say, it's like writing and depression are, are intertwined, but it's not like it's not it, one doesn't fuel the other. But I think the instinct to write is like whatever that that chemical circuit, whatever that evolutionary urge to tell a tale yeah. is related to to whatever it is in our brain that's formed differently like they're they're comorbid together yeah the need yeah. to want to speak out and the, having this you know yeah, this kind of weird other self within you you know the the the, the dark passenger of the dexter you know yeah <laughs> not that you, i murder people you know it's <laughs> been really hard for me too as somebody that's gone through a pretty torrid life thus far i, I think i can safely say that um, through like substance abuse and abuse and all, all this other shit, right? Writing has been a source of fucking depression and, and worry because it, it is what I use to get through a lot of that stuff. So inexplicably, I'm transported back into trying to persevere that stuff. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, well, yeah. you no. we're, we're coming from a different thing, too, because I've thought about this, not necessarily with you, but with other, like, musicians that I know. It's like, cause yeah. you, you made a comment we were talking one time that you hadn't thought about writing as craft in the way that I do. Right. In that, but I think you would probably think of music in, a, in, in the kind of craftsmanship right. that I think about writing. And I think probably my relationship with writing is your relationship with music. Not to speak for you, but, like, sure. it's yeah. like, yeah, they're connected, but it's not like the... It's 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 not like what you were talking about with your writing and depression. There's like you know right. the two because my main thing is writing. Is That's writing, the right. thing, I and I think your right. main thing, at least for most of your life, has been the music aspect. Is, uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's 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 been writing, but it's been I've been easily communicable, communicable, communicative. <laughs> I've been easily. I've been. It's been easier to communicate with music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is why I draw too. Right, like drawing is never. But it's always been never writing. brought me pain. Yeah, <laughs> it was always something that made me feel good. So that's that's. I mean, not to say escapism, but like, let's say you're sad. You're a sad little boy is mm-hmm. is writing your your outlet. That's 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 the com- That's me sitting yeah. in front of Netflix watching Doctor Who. Well, see, you're yeah. Writing. Well, I think yeah. That's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I don't think of music as a craft. I think of writing as a craft. But yeah. to me, music isn't a craft. Music is just something that's just easy for me to talk. With. Yeah. And with writing, it's like, it's the thing I kind of obsess over and think yeah. about the oh, most yeah, yeah. And, and worry about because it's almost like, you know, in the stand-up comedian versus, you know, being in a band kind yeah. of situation, right? Where you're kind of, you're left with your own elements and like, this is yeah. just you with the mic, man. This is just it, you know? Yeah. And so, 
yeah, I do think about the craft a lot of writing. But yeah, with music, it's like, man, I'm so not a good musician. You know, I'm so <laughs> not a good. I've managed to make all this stuff and do all this stuff with it, but never once have I sat and thought about being a great guitar player or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But with writing, I definitely think about not being the best writer, but just being a good writer. You yeah. Know? yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's like in my drawing, I've never really studied right. anatomy yeah. and anything yeah, yeah. like that. I just, exactly. I just draw. Yeah. And that helps. That I think that totally helps. Why do you think you put out music then over writing? I'm fascinated by this. Well, no, like, that's, you've got well, mo- that's not true, because I've done, I've done writing. I've done yeah, both. Yeah, you've done both. Yeah. No, but what, like... You have albums out, right? What I mean, this I, this is not accusatory. This is me genuinely wondering. It seems like you're like you talked about being in high school, having to invent your your alter ego so your friends would listen to your music, right? I don't know about your same with writing. No, no, but I don't know. About, <laughs> but I know about your high school CDs. Do you have high school books that you oh, put yeah. on Amazon? Like I mean, I, like I graduated yeah. high school. I moved out when I was seventeen. And I was in all the AP, you know, classes or yeah. whatever. I moved out when I was seventeen. Had to rent a room. And fucking dropped out. Like, I, I went from straight-A student to just, like, why the fuck am I attending school? I've got to survive and live on my own. And my AP English teacher, I wrote pretty much three-fourths of a book called A Cat in Heat. And it was the most pretentious piece of shit <laughs> yeah. you'll ever hear. High school. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wrote it, and that's what graduated that's what got me to graduate yeah because i met my uh ap english teacher at a coffee shop and i gave it to him and was like look man i know i haven't been showing up but i want you to know i've been doing this like i've been working full time trying to survive rent this fucking room and when i come home i'm writing and this is what i did and he he took it he goes okay and then the next like day or two i got uh, another meeting with him at the same coffee shop and he goes I'm going to pass you because this is it's showing me that you care about this and I don't want to hinder you know you not making it to I think you should go to college you know yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. one of those things and so yeah so writing has always been a major oh I mean I know, I'm sorry I think I worded the question I more mean is there Okay, so eight years ago, I put out Void Sutras as this right, right. Uh, this mm-hmm. dumb thing I put out. And I know X number of years ago, you put out music. It's interesting you, you don't have a 10 years ago book that you put out and go, oh, God, this oh, fucking I do. book. Yeah, no, that's what, this is, this yeah, is what yeah. I'm wondering. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, no, I absolutely do. It's the one thing I hold close to my chest yeah. more, I think. I think, yeah, maybe I'm just more confident with the music. That, that's more I, the, I care less about the music. I think like, that's the answer I'm yeah. looking for. Like, that's yeah. the... Because yeah. I don't have the other... I mean, I guess podcasting is the other thing, but that's... The, yeah. you know, this is whatever. You, you have an impressive body of work you here really with your do. podcast. Yeah. Like, I've been listening back. Like, I'm on, a like, episode 180. Oh, Jesus. Like, I've yeah. been going back. Yeah. And it's just... It's raw and emotional and, like, like around 180. Like, 185, 180. Well, I like, have no memory of this Eric show. Eric so and I, I were yeah. talking <laughs> and... There's, well, this I, this I is the reason you. why you, you came into a conversation is because I was yeah. listening to you talk about depression on your podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was when you broke up with your girlfriend. That was when the oh. podcast got real raw. Yeah, I do. Okay, no, I do remember that episode. Yeah, I think it, that was the one I think it's like losing faith or something. Right? Yeah, I, entire yeah, world yeah. I, I listened yeah, to that yeah. and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that was a, that was a real low. That was when I went into... Um, 
I had uh, this, so this is the low here. I'll tell a quick story about the lowest moment <laughs> in my life where so that happened, and that was related in all this metaphysical stuff that was leading up to this relationship. That I was like, I had I finally committed to believing in, it, and I'm like. This fucking metaphysical shit is happening. This is why it led to this. This is mm-hmm. this is everything. Shazam. And then just mm-hmm. oh fucking shattered. Yeah. So I so that happens. And this is I hadn't really had anxiety much in my life. Like I had a bit, but it wasn't like I had a few panic attacks, but not that bad. I literally yeah. went to state. So and I had like I was in a panic attack for close to I mean like two years straight. So the, mm-hmm. like I was fucking broken like yeah. i i couldn't yeah. i couldn't be in my house like if i tried to go to sleep i need to sleep with all my clothes on and my shoes because yeah. if i had to get up i had to run out of the house and i didn't have time to put like yeah, i yeah, was yeah. fucking insane and it was the lowest low awful thing in the world and that microdosing shit that's what, that's, what, you out. that's what that's what leads into the universe that i live in now where the whole microdosing thing came from yeah Sorry. No, no, yeah. it's fine. No, no, that's the, kind of the point. But like, that, that's funny that that's the that was the breaking point that leads to microdosing because I went back into the therapy dig thing then and went on SSRIs. I'm like, this is not helping at all. I'm like, right. because yeah. I had learned, I already learned my lesson from that teacher, you know, to do yeah. the metaphysics of it. Yeah, it just it, it just reminded me of a time like when I hit my lowest point, like listening yeah. to that because I I've always kind of suffered silently like i've never really talked to people about it because right. it just felt like it was something that was mine i come from i come from the midwest people don't talk about oh, yeah. being no, no. sad Stoic. yeah you guys no. hold it till turns into not heart talk yeah. about Keep being sad yeah. Yeah. and i was with my girlfriend for two years and she broke up with me after a week after i proposed to her Oof. and she moved out, left her two dogs, two guinea pigs, and three fish behind for me to take care of. Oh, and two cats. Oh. And she just left and disappeared for like a month. I didn't hear from her, anything like that. And I was just in my house, just losing my shit. Yeah. And a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah, a lot of mouths to feed. And well, if you just feed like the, the fish to the guinea pig, the guinea right. pig to yeah. the cat. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah. I thought about it. And the dog had anxiety. It literally, right literally ate a hole in the wall. Okay. I, I came home to mounds of uh. drywall puke all over the floor. Well, at least he had someone to commiserate <laughs> with. You know? Yeah. And it was like... Build a wall. But like, listening to you put that into words is something I wished I could have done at that time. Like, uh, I, I was so weird very hear. impressed yeah. by yeah. it. It was very, very impressed. It's Impressive. So, it's so weird to hear, because, like, in the back of my head, I have these thoughts of, like, I should take those episodes down, because that's so, like... Oh, no, it's you know, beautiful. Man, it's, well, it's, yeah. it's beautiful, yeah. man. Answer me this, too, because, you know, I had to come out and say, just with your Montana Jordan thing, just, like, being open with oh, yeah. the past life shit, how impressed and just thankful I was of how intimate you were. Yeah, about it. Even though it wasn't like extremely revealing, it was just very much like fuck very yeah, raw. Man. yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah. You're very open. Yeah, well, it's, and so does that help? Is that one of the tactics? Yeah, I mean, I think that might be the good. Fir- that might be the first lesson that mushrooms taught me. And I'm not going to yeah, go to yeah. the story because I've told it a million times. But <laughs> just being real. Well, I, I, yeah. well, sort of. I had this really bad mushroom experience when I was young, and uh, kind of. Looking back in a in a philosophical lens, it's you know ego death, mm-hmm. and I think that smashing blow to my ego, which needed a really really anvil dropped on it at the at the yeah. moment, mm-hmm. leads into a lot of my ability to be open now because it's like there it's not like a what else is there to lose, but there's a certain amount of like, I mean I still have I still have ego, but like it's not, a lot of that got stomped, and and the yeah. part that got stomped is related to that we're just like. What's there to be embarrassed about? About 
emotions, you know? The, yeah. the only reason yeah. I think about when I said, like, pulling it down is just, like, I feel weird when new people come in and then, like, it's... It depends on what era you know the show, because sometimes it'll be like happy go lucky, and then the next it's me weeping over a dead friend from you know whatever sure. you know. It's just, yeah. which is also weird when people go back and listen. I get these Twitter messages like, "Oh my god, I'm crying with you in episode one, whatever." Like, what the hell are you talking? I don't know what that episode is. You gotta give me some context clues here. Yeah. I don't remember what I did two weeks ago. Well, that's no. the thing. Like, I don't want to. I think, you know, just as a friend and somebody that admires that somebody else, I want to say something about it, but I don't want to say something about it like, wow, man, I can't believe you did that. That's so impressive. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to be yeah, like, I was like this close to sending you a message after yeah. I listened to that. And I was like, holy shit. I want to be like, like, no, this is yeah, what that's should that, that seems be. Weird. Like, this should <laughs> be weird. the thing. This should be uh what's expected i think but at this yeah i don't know it's that, that i think weird part of line. it's really like yeah. like part of that being a man in america right no, exactly. we're, we're not supposed to embrace people being emotional we're not know, supposed I to embrace that. people yeah. like showing feeling you're supposed to embrace people that like bump chests with you or even and, like, you know i've been dealing beer can with on your and this 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 is part and parcel of something i've been dealing with recently where i'm sitting with uh initial reactions and i'm I'm a judgy motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm really starting to notice where a lot of this negativity comes from and things that are keeping me from doing things. It's just yeah. fucking... It's really lame bullshit yeah. about, you know, everything from aesthetics to just other yeah. bullshit that doesn't matter. And so I think a lot of that means, like, I need to go out and tell people yeah. that, hey, I really appreciated this. Yeah, I think... It does as much for me as it might do for them, but yeah. it is it's selfish in a weird way. I feel uh, a weight lifted so that I don't carry around with you, yeah. uh, you know, secret that I think this is amazing. Well, that yeah. I mean, that yeah. sucks for so this example. They were talking about back in the day, men like like soldiers and shit would walk in the park together. They would hold hands. Yeah. Masculine affection was totally fine. Like, yeah. Lincoln had a buddy that he used to sleep with because why wouldn't you sleep with someone? It's warm and nice. Yeah, and, does, like, there's no... Lincoln yeah. love. Back, back in the day, this was totally, like, an acceptable thing for, like, ma masculine affection. Right. And I am furious at the universe that we don't have that. No, right. And, and I don't have it in, like, a... I don't fucking hold my hand. I'm trained for it. Like, sure. I, it's yeah, yeah. not comforting for me. And that... You know, blows. I was going through... I call it, you know, Chapel Perilous situation where there was a lot of different factors happening in my world where I wasn't sure. I, I felt like I was awakening, but I also felt like I was insane. And I felt like my magic was getting to a point where... I, I like I, I was having a hard time deciphering what was outside of me and what was me, mm -hmm. right? And I think what helped me uh, within depression, especially not only like routine, but even just a a practice, whether it's it's a it's a morning like sigilism prayer, you know, yeah. it's it's this magical practice. You were talking, Alex, about you know, the prayer beads and and doing a prayer. And I was wondering if you guys had a daily ritual, if there's, or a weekly ritual, some way to kind of touch base with the subconscious a bit and kind of calm those tundras of terrible 
Yeah. I mean, for, for me, my I meditate at least once a week. It, like not like ooh, at least once a week, Mister Fancy Man. I should be doing it every day. But oh yeah, I was like, I, that's yeah. not yeah, yeah. fancy. Yeah, no, but but you know, <laughs> yeah. when people say like oh, at least it's like, no, I just mean like I, I it should be more. But like I kind yeah. of settle for that. Uh, the prayer bead thing, um, I find using, and I don't like dogma. I don't like. Mm-hmm. Doing the things other people tell me are true, but I do like Om Mani Padme Om, like uh-huh. where because I tend to forget about other people a lot, and that they're walking around as like this, you know, like it's that's like literally like I bow to the seat of the lotus within you, like I I sure. recognize your Buddha nature, like I know that you're doing the same as me. We're all just entropic meat sacks, you know, yeah. being driven yeah. by a fucking amnesiac soul. Um, it, that's helpful for me because it kind of recenters me because it's really easy to be like I am just in this dark awful world and everything is dark and awful and that's an incorrect statement it's I because you're allowing the, you give the observer to be the observed you know well but everybody does it like you know happy people th- think everybody's happy you know people that think yoga cured their depression thinks that yoga cures everybody's depression yeah, yeah. like every, like it, but it's helpful to not do that evidence. yeah, yeah. yeah but, but I mean, it, also yeah. happy is not a state you should always be in I mean that's a whole yeah, other podcast in itself because yeah I think happy like, is happy, happy should is be peak. tempered I think yeah. happy should be tempered just like everything yeah, else. Happy's it's not, a peak. It's not a not a level. It's not field. happy when it's yeah, it's all the time. Well, I think the 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 idea of, you know, content is what the right. the goal mm, is. Yeah. And Which, think, yeah. you know, Dharma bumps bring up the Kerouac thing, yeah. you know, when I was young, like that was a big uh poison to me. Was oh, content. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. I used to like safety, security, content. These were all yeah. bad words to me. Now, yeah. I'm like, oh fuck, I was an idiot. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, because I, I took them very literally. Yeah, like I didn't take them to be, you know, states of mind or you know, different yeah. consciousnesses. I took them as like literally just oh not doing anything. Well, that's the safe. that's that's yeah. the great American lie is that you're falling right. for it. Like you know, because we were confusing contentment with. You know, two car garage, wife, kids. Yeah. Right. You know, material. Which, but yeah. that's, you know, that's our weird 1950s Russia yeah. or, is bad or world view. Anti 19. Yeah. Yeah. Anti- yeah, yeah but I mean, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, kind yeah. of. But, but it's like, I always say this about like those people that are really angry atheists. You're still defining yourself by God. Yeah. 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 So if you're like, if you're, that's actually it's funny. We we're talking about punk rock before. I think that's my problem with punk rock. You're still defining yourself by authority, by being yeah. anti authority. Well, and to me, that's, yeah. that's the inherent contradiction within punk rock it's yeah. like it's yeah. like you're still defining punk rock that's yeah. not yeah. at all to me what punk rock is but also it is this yeah. anti-authoritarian yeah. but if you're indecipherable in- you know kind of but individualistic thing but if you're anti-authoritarian you're still defining yourself by authoritarianism right right sure, but it's not a, it's not a t- single aesthetic it's not three chords and a mohawk oh no no, no i got yeah. that no but what yeah. i mean yeah. is like anytime you you set yourself up as the opposite right. of something else yeah. is you're still defined but by still, the first thing you're still defining yourself by the an- term anti-authoritarian would still be anti-authoritarian against yourself, like as you as the authoritarian at some yeah, points. Yeah. I, I yeah. think of a lot about this. Yeah, and it gets yeah, very I'm, disillusioned. Yeah. I guess. Would yeah, be that. it's my problem with both sides of like the the materialist versus spiritual debates, where like spiritual right. people were like science. And is this wrong. is why it's I like, hate because I think the, you know, yeah. like punk rock, it it, it always was intended yeah. to be an idea. It was never so. It, it was supposed to transcend. You know. Yeah. 
But it turned into a yes. uniform. Exactly. Yeah. And like any, anytime, and like anything anytime else, you chaos put on uniform, magic is yeah. a fucking uniform. Anytime and you put on a uniform, you're defined by the uniform. Exactly. Like, and I think that's my big thing: is using it as a as the big relation. Yeah. You know, towards like what chaos magic is to magic is what punk rock is to, to yeah. music or yeah. popular music. Yeah, chaos magic, at least in its, in its like a nascency, the idea wasn't to define yourself. It just goes, well, we're just going to do what, exactly. It's what works, which yeah. is why I. I want to be a chaos magician in the way that they started. You are a chaos. No, no. Magician. But what I mean is, I wish yeah, there was exactly. a term. I wish there was like a term for it, like almost like an agnostic, where it's like I'm just. See, a- but that's the thing. That's the whole point. Is the term is like call yourself a fucking flower. That's your. Yeah, that's the yeah. chaos magic. But but that doesn't that doesn't get a point across. So like how I would like a term where. The, the the commonality of language, the the, the divisor Ronin. that is language. <laughs> so yeah. I could say like so if I said I'm Ronin, a cat, right? It's masterless. It's yeah, yeah somewhat, but no, but Ronin yeah. even brings up other, other sure, ideas. and that's so, like, cultural appropriation. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but if there is like, the, I just wish there could. I wish chaos magic or some other like there was a way to put it across where it's like I'm on this path and I can say it in a term, sure. so we can cut out the the. I mean, not like I'm I'm in a rush, but I don't want to have four hours of conversation <laughs> every time I describe what kind of magical practice I have, and then you go through the whole judgy thing, and then people are like, "Oh, do you really?" You know, oh, what, what I hate now. What I hate now is being fake. You know, I'm the guy. Can I just say this? And this is what pisses me off. I've been contacted by someone making a short film about magic. Someone called me and wanted to know what chaos magic was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Short film director. Mm -hmm. Wanted to know more. He was making this short film about the occult was kind of in the background. And chaos magic sounded cool to him. It sounded like, ooh, that sounds scary. Is that like robes and knives and shit you know <laughs> like, uh, and i have a friend who's writing a book for a local publisher about chaos magic and he calls me and talks to me and tries to figure out what chaos magic is uh, and to me this is like the best most beautiful absurdity of it all is that i'm the one guy going I don't fucking know, and neither do you, and yet I'm the one getting called all the time to define it and discuss it, you know? Because it is yeah. about whatever it is you're piecing together from different devotions. Devotion is a big yeah. thing about it. Yeah. You know? I don't yeah. fucking know. Yeah, I get contacted pretty often about uh, they're making a documentary about podcasts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll talk to you. And then just nothing ever comes to it. Like, I have been offered, I'm going to say, 10 podcast documentaries over the years. You have a far more one. right being a... Uh, a uh, Authority on podcasting than I do on fucking chaos, man. Well, I mean, no, but I mean, for your for your situation is absurdly just because it's not like they burned all the books. Like, why are you even calling anybody? You could yeah, just read yeah, there's them. There's a like, million well, books yeah, out yeah. there. Because you know what it is? It's because I've been on kind of. It's not a crusade. It's not like the cross I'm bearing on my back that I want you know everyone to know that chaos magic isn't this. But it's something I've been very vocal about. Yeah, you know, and I think. People love authority. I think when people yeah. the people like passion when they when they hear someone that's impassioned about something when they hear somebody that's like you know what this is spoiling my cornflakes yeah you know <laughs> they yeah. want to hear about it and, and it's like that's not I'm not saying that there's any authority about it and yeah I'm passionate about it because it's something that I'm struggling with but yeah. that's the thing about with depression I'm not. An authority on depression because I'm going through it, even though 
it is mine. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's it it kind of it comes up a lot in my life where there's an authority or there's an ownership that I want over it and it's a lot with depression too. I want authority over it. I want ownership over it, but it the more I feel that way, the more nebulous it becomes and the more elusive it becomes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not really something you can own. Right. I mean... Even if it is... Yeah. Mine, or... Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's like having a second head. Right. I mean, it's got its own its own thing. Its own mind, yeah. yeah. Dark twin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to own fuck all. Yeah, I would rather yeah. leave it dead on the side of the road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. Like, and maybe maybe this is coming back down to what we were talking about earlier with, um, you know, the anti-nuclear family. The needing to own a piece of land or a piece yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe this is Americana of, yeah, know, of yeah. shit that I need to own. It's definitely a drive. And, like, I got kind of... I don't want to say I got pulled into it kicking and screaming. Like, having a wife and a kid was not something I pictured having when I was in my mid-twenties. Right. Even when I was 30, I did not picture anything like that. Like, I did not want to have a kid. I did not want to have, like, a nuclear family. So how was that when... Be myself (laughs) on my own. Orion came around, was that... Were you able to kind of compartmentalize? Did it become more stationary or something that you could tend to, I should say? The depression? Yeah. Oh, like, no, no, no. It is definitely ever-present, yeah. and it's actually something I have to fight back more now than I have okay. in a long time. I'd always but think it's... I'd hope that like there would be some primordial or primeval like human thing that is like, oh, I can't deal with that now. I've got to... Well, it's, it's like uh, in the yeah. cartoons where if there's like a, a leak in something, you, you put your finger in right. one hole, and then another hole <laughs> pops up. That's how my depression is right now. Sure. It's yeah. like I... Most days I'm fine. And, like, suddenly out of nowhere, I feel hungry God. all the fucking time. Dude. All the time. I always got to eat. I don't know why. I always feel hungry. I haven't had that in ten years. Yeah. Like, suddenly just my son was born, and suddenly I'm hungry all the time. And, and maybe is there a part of you that thinks that probably that's it's a good way to handle it? In the two years of my son being alive, <laughs> yeah. I have gained 65 pounds. Jesus. In two years. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck you, depression. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've gained, I've gained 20 like, pounds over the last... I'm, I'm a cheerful, jovial guy. Like, I don't... Like, the depression doesn't get me. Right. But I feel like I have to eat. And Otherwise, it's, it's going to win. You know, damn my physiology. Yeah, yeah. I can't help it, you know. Yeah. I, I can't pack on as more, yeah. much as I'm giving it, but yeah, it's it's been a series. Yeah. Oh no, I just thought it was like, be, I just thought it was funny that the yeah. one guy advocating for eating a lot is across the table for. No, I mean I don't mean no, to no, speak no, for you, no, but no. let's yeah. face it, we're carried a little bit. Oh yeah, 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 advocating yeah. a lot. And no, it's something that yeah. makes me feel better about it because coming from such a masochistic uh, way of dealing yeah. with dark shit. Oh yeah, uh, especially as you know, uh, abusing drugs and all sorts of shit. Like now. I catch myself in fits of eating bread. 
Yeah. Like, oh, thank <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Like, I, I, holy shit. I still have, I'm like, so happy that that's what yeah, satiates do, the do, fucking Do not keep tortilla shells around because, like, I eat those things like nobody's business. Yeah, or, like, Hawaiian sweet rolls. Oh, God yeah. forbid. Oh, God. If, I, if I get tan, I still see lines on my forearm from where I dramatically <laughs> cut myself as a kid. Like, yeah, it's, it's so embarrassing. Well, uh. Buried in my tattoos, I have a smiley face I burned into it with the top of a lighter. And yeah. on a dare, I uh, somebody offered me five dollars because he said I could not hold a lighter to my arm for a minute. You want? And you I want... held a lighter to my arm for a minute. Would you like to hear the most cigarette burn? Mm. Cigarette burn. <laughs> you want to hear the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened in the history of humanity? I'm going to admit it on your show, Keats. I carved N I N in my arm when I was 14 oh, years old. Tell me that last N was backwards. Oh, please, please. Uh, yeah, it was the logo. Fuck yeah, uh, it was. Yeah. That's pretty that's, badass, though. That's, yeah. Mm. No. Dude, Resner! Oh. Mm. Mm. Right there. Exacto oh. knife and no love. Damn, I love Indi- that. Exacto wow. knife and India ink. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're sharing scars. Uh, wow. That's, so that's, I yeah. had... That's almost... I think that's as bad as Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, I was like yeah. 18. No, no love is great. Yeah. <laughs> that's timeless. That's oh. like... I saw it in a movie. Yeah. And they said it was the most common suicide note. Was All it was is it says no love. God, that's fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that is. Yeah. Or like the absence of understanding that there is, maybe. But, uh, so I attempted suicide when I was 19. Mm. And it put me in a psych ward for... Two weeks. It was fifty-one fifty. I passed out from blood loss because I fucking carved shit. I'm being very open and frank about that uh, because I'm so embarrassed by it. Mm. I am so fucking embarrassed by that. What? So where you 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 walk down the street? Like what? What are you, What are we no, talking he about? Looked, he looked like he crossed. He, he crossed the street. Like, oh, okay. You walked across the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you walked across. Come on, I'm not d- diminishing your... But, I, mean, I just on, showed but, them yeah. my scar, yeah. basically. Yes. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, no, you're legit. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going yeah. the other way, actually. I was going to say, I was gonna say only pussies walk across the street. You have to walk down the street for proper results. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I walked down. See, no, I, you walked across. <laughs> down and across. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Okay, yeah. no, no, you're yeah. legit. You know what? You get props. <laughs> oh, you're punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, had, I had one attempt at 19 and one attempt at 21. Yeah. And... The one at 19, I don't know how it didn't end up working, because it was a shotgun. And the shells were old. Oh. And all it did was go click. And I was like, what the fuck? And I dropped the gun, put it away, and just went, nope. Not going to do that shit again. Yeah, and then two years Divine later, interference. Yeah, two years later, I took a half a half a bottle of over-the-counter sleeping pills yeah. with a half a bottle of vodka. So I tried. That's my only real proper attempt. Was I took I took a uh, I, I got I, a, I got a prescription for uh, codeine or something along yeah. those lines, and I took uh, qu- quite a few and and had a, a liberal amount of uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some form of alcohol on top of it. Sure. And I woke up the next day and honestly, I barely had a hangover. Like it was like a really upset because I was the way I was falling asleep because I sort of have a hazy recollection of this was, yeah, it should happen. I had a very mm-hmm. kind of clear like, oh, this was a mistake. But, you know, it was already yeah. already heads all clear. But yeah. I woke up the next day and it was like kind of fit as a fiddle. Like, you know, my tongue was a little dry. I was like, yeah. what a fucking because also, you know, what a. I, 
no offense to anybody out there listening that struggled. All of us here have had attempts, yeah, but like, obviously, how how bad do you have to be in life that you can't even fucking kill yourself? Right? Was my thought of like, so, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I say I say that because uh, it was uh, the most obvious. Yeah. Uh, because it was like it was it was dramatic in the sense that you know everybody knew and it was thrown. Yeah. But I the other ones were very much drugs. Like it yeah. was. Yeah. Those that like yeah that that's kind of the intention. But if God, yeah, if yeah. if anything happened, it would have been uh, at least the the blanket of overdose over that you know. I attempted my life or something. Yeah, yeah. but um, and a lot of that style of stuff. Yeah. Where it's not an attempt, but it's yeah. like I mean, really, my motivation no, at the time was. was to stop yeah. having this. Like, I need, yeah. I okay. need my life to stop. Yeah. Okay, all I, was, so, all I was thinking was that I wanted to sleep because I yes. had I hadn't slept in four days because yeah. I was working overnights at yeah. a factory and yeah. I couldn't sleep. It was middle of the summer. It was eighty degrees out. I had like three layers of garbage bags on my window. Uh-huh. And I was infatuated with this girl that I was living with at the time. And I was like, couldn't sleep. I was like, I, I need to sleep so bad. And I don't care if I just sleep forever. Yeah. Nah. So my thing was, God, it, was, it really is like such a morbid curiosity. I really, you know, people say uh, at times... That there's some view either that you're going to somewhere better or you mm-hmm. think that you are or there's my thing was like anything that's different. Yeah. Like anything that hijacks. It's a lot of reason why I got into drugs. You yeah. Because I had something in my pocket that just changed. Yeah. My physiological being. If I could just do that with consciousness, you know. Yeah. Or whatever. But God. Uh <laughs> I uh, never really talked about it, but it's not... The problem is I don't know how to approach it with being as lighthearted as I am about it now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it was really dark and really morbid and really terrible, and, like, I I really am uh, empathetic and... You know, just aghast at anyone who might be going through the same thing. But it became kind of a comedy to me. Yeah. Like, even regaling it or talking about it has just been so, like, selfish. Yeah. And just embarrassing. It's almost like that's the badge. Yeah. That I wear now because of it, you know? It's, yeah. uh, it's so it's seemed- fucking self-involved it's know? the embarrassment that i take home yeah. it's like that's why i laugh about the the phrase like the next day the phrase of you're so bad at this you can't even kill yourself mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah and to me that's like the height of just dark comedy of just yeah. like that's that's the way my head interpreted what i mean it's also one of those you know evidence of this being a proper disease was i didn't have an earth-shaking revelatory like oh nope. my god i almost killed myself i literally went yeah you Really? You're this bad at it? Like, yeah. how could you be so bad at you know? And it's just God. You know what sticks with me? This is this is funny. So I was in the psych ward afterwards. I actually wrote. God, this is so fucked up. Okay, so I uh, I was in the psych ward after it happened, 
and there was like an acoustic guitar that we had to check out from the orderly mm-hmm. you know because i had nylon strings and you know it was one of those you can't have you know shavers uh, yeah yeah i had uh this is another side thing but i had a doctor come and set me aside and told me that i stunk <laughs> like my body odor was bad and I remember at that moment being a fucking person that was like, and this was at St. Vincent's in Portland. Like, you overlook St. Vincent's and there's the graveyard, the big graveyard in the West Hills. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at the graveyard thinking, wow, I couldn't kill myself. And here I am in fucking scrubs and I stink. Yeah, and the doctors, mm. you know, like it was just so fucking. It, it got to such an absurd part, or yeah. whatever. It was hilarious, and then so I started um, checking out this nylon acoustic guitar from the orderly. I don't know, Nurse Ratchet, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I wrote, you know, I wrote wrote now. That's how I did it. Like I, I kind of just translated it. Into music or whatever. Yeah. That was how, like I was saying earlier, it was easy easier for me to talk to. I could sit and write, which I did, oh, fervently about what happened and went through the whole thing. But it was easier for me just to s- simplify it in mm-hmm. lyrics or whatever. Anyway, long story short, months later, uh, and the album comes out and it gets reviewed by the Willamette Week. And I'm not even joking. So the Willamette Week does this thing where they'll uh, encapsulate or make up a little genre for the little Mm -hmm. uh, shows or uh, album reviews that they're doing. Like a two-word little thing in brackets under your thing. Mm -hmm. Mine was Psych Ward Rock. (laughs) And it was talking about how I wrote these lyrics in the Psych Ward. Which I did, but I told this person on like in confidence, like what had happened because I had known them. They were a writer for the Willamette Week or whatever, and it was all out there. It was like pressed out. I don't know. It was just such a fucking comedy. Like yeah, I if it, it felt like that was the biggest burn of mm. all was that it felt like oh it was just to get. Some weird aestheticism. Yeah, you got eyes in your work. Oh, yeah. look how mysterious like, he is. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god, it's gross. that's gross. fucking yeah. disgusting. And like, yeah. then you think about the people that actually did end their lives, you know, and yeah. how like, oh, they're bigger after they're dead, you yeah. know, and that kind of shit. And like, oh, yeah, it, it just kind of yeah, it makes it sick. It makes it like oh. lessens what they actually did. I get shivers thinking about because it it's like it's so fucking it's disgusting thinking about. Like, all of that pain and sorrow went into, like, s- selling records better? Or, yeah. like, uh, you know, ma- making yeah. a bigger it's, stink in the fucking CD sales, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's why whenever, like, the, the like the, the every year they say how many years it's been since Kurt Cobain died, I'm just like, oh, nope. I mean, I remember... <laughs> I, uh, no. Just, yeah, no. I remember it vividly, you know? I remember my mom telling me, picking me up from school. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the the, the less, like, kind of awful note, because it's not, I mean, at least for me, it's not about sales, because I've thought about, like, my stuff picking up uh, momentum after I'm dead, Um, 
And I don't think about that as like selling books. I think about that as people no, taking I'm, my work in. I'm saying no, yeah, but just on a, you know on yeah, on, yeah. On, a, on a positive spin. It's like, I, believe me, I'm not yeah. talking about people buying my. Yeah, no, but I mean, it, there's yeah. a positive yeah. side to like you know it isn't it isn't like if you do have to admit to your you know the horrors you went through to have people take your work in. No, that could be called CD sales, but it's also going to be called people listening to the art you created. Or, you know, yeah. you know yeah. commiserating. Yeah. But I like that was that was the scary thing is that I'm not the end goal. I'm not the end game. Maybe I'm a cautionary tale yeah, yeah you know i hope that i'm a cautionary tale i hope that people don't you know of course people don't with me i'm just saying you know with bigger artists and shit that do it and have you know that you're bigger when you're dead and kirk Cobain, you know you yeah. never had that wash of people that the kids yeah. that killed themselves after he killed himself yeah can you imagine that yeah like people that put shotguns in their fucking mouths because of in that. 1994 because he killed himself. Yeah. No. Like that is the most horrific, scary thing. Yeah. In the world to me. And I mean, on that one, who do you blame? The him, well, or, him or the press well, that like, Love. ran off? Courtney Love killed him. Courtney Love paid that guy. No, Il Duce. I, I watched. Yeah, I watched that documentary. Il Duce. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know everything. I watched Your that one. Like to beat. Yeah. I watched Your that. Ass yeah. a piece of meat. It's El Duce. Yeah, I watched that one documentary, so I know everything about this. Yeah, yeah. it's called Kurt and Courtney. Well, there's Chew. There's there's Kurt and Courtney. Oh, the there's other... uh, soaked in bleach. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well done. Well done. Yeah. 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 No, I, I know all of them. Yeah. I mean, at least yours kind of has a good story at the end. Like the last time I tried to off myself, my story was I like for the next five to seven years, I thought I had actually succeeded. Are you kidding? Yours I... has a great story at the end. No, at that point, it did not though. I just well, no, I moved, at, I moved at back that to point, Bemidji, Minnesota. That was and lived the in arch. a room in a trailer house with my parents. But that was parents. the story arc. That was that <laughs> was the hero's journey. That yeah. was the conflict. Yeah, you know, was hitting that yeah. that era. Like mine had, and a, now we mine had, had like a decade generator. Mine, mine had like this was like eighteen years ago. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> it's a long arc. Yeah, it's true. That's but, how like, life goes. Yeah. When when I did mine, I just I thought I had succeeded. I thought I was actually dead and living so, in the afterlife. I am so happy you brought afterlife. that up. It was. It was. I was living in a trailer house yeah. with my or parents, not. going There's, to work. Sometimes I feel that way. Sometimes I feel that this is a weird bardo where I'm at work. Yeah. I didn't wake up, and I'm still there. Yeah. But I have all these things, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. There's this this weird service. Yeah, that happens in your mind where you're like, oh, well, don't take it for granted. That's how you fucking fail. Yeah, is that you start thinking that it's not. Yeah. So treat it like. All right, I admit it. This is Bodhisattva Radio. Yes, uh, this is the Bardo. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Sorry, uh, Adam. I'm the Buddha, so uh, here's the whole thing. Yes, you're both dead. It's happened for a while. We've been all building to this moment. Uh, it's it's a really convoluted yeah. plot line. I don't really understand it, but you know I've had a lot of time to dick around. Let's face yeah. it, I'm mortal yeah. being. Yeah. God, yeah, what a, what a de what a depressing depressing thing it would be if we all did succeed and this is the form of the this afterlife. Is, yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? Like I'm, I honestly, this I feel like, like I'm living a reward right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, are you kidding? This I forgot is you guys, amazing. I forgot, I forgot you guys' lives aren't awful. Um, so for me, what a depressing, depressing thing that this would be. We got no. friends and stuff, and maybe, maybe I, you're I, in people service I forced on my us. podcast. Now, I know this is my fucking. If this, if this is some stupid reincarnation nonsense, this is my service. You're in service. This is this is my. Yeah. I got conscripted into this fucking one. This is this is me putting in the labor. You do uh, know think, that, though. Like you the... do know that you're revered as such, right? 
No, I think there's like six people that give half a shit about anything I've ever done. Oh, man, yeah. but they are the most militant motherfuckers in the world. Yeah, they, they really dig your shit. Yeah. And that, yeah. you can't fucking, you can't buy that shit. No. Yeah, I just, you know, but, you know, be, be nice to have, you know, a, uh, you know, like a girlfriend or a nah. good job or, you know. Any other support system other than hey, you got some, a good job. Some, 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 no, I don't. But some, we, yeah, some, yeah. some weird bird lady in California. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I assure you, I don't. <laughs> it's, oh. it's, it is a living nightmare that I show up to because I like eating and having a roof. <laughs> well, sure. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like that's that's the weird thing for me is like, like I said, I like never expected what I have. Like I never felt like I deserved what I had. And it just kind of fell in my lap in yeah. a really, really convoluted way. Yeah. Like, super-duper convoluted way. It's a really long story. No, no one... But, uh... No one is as surprised or as fucking... No. Like, mad at themselves as I am for no. having feelings that are at all against no. what I should be celebrating. Like, I'm but, very fucking lucky. I... Yeah. But I mean, even before my wife, I hit a point where I was just honestly pretty, I was pretty okay with my life even before I got together with my wife. But it, was, it was like, it took is, a long time to get there. Well, and this is the thing. This is the fucking, this is the experiment, right? These are yeah. the three variables. These are the different, like, statuses. Like, yeah. it, it just goes to show that it doesn't fucking matter. Like, this fucking shit hits all at anything yeah. at any place where you think you might be you yeah know? and like alex we look at you far bigger than we look at ourselves that's weird. Yeah. yeah yeah you're in my house i mean how can i don't even exactly we're in your house not really you're in some lady upstairs house that i rent her basement from but yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm still in alex with two x's fan yeah yeah that's weird the only <laughs> weird alex and with like, two X's. So what do we say? Do we say do we say that continual creation, continual uh you know, collaboration? Do we say continual collaboration and creativity and these things are escapes or are ways out or ways through? What do we what do we think? I mean for I, I don't. I think it's what you make of it, really. Like, mm -hmm. so, t t for for my example, my entire life, what I wanted to do is write a book. Like that, I not yeah. like mm -hmm. I'd point out stuff. I, Congratulations! I, yeah. Well, no, that's <laughs> you. You're gonna regret saying that. So, I'd been published as a poet. That's what I went to school for. I was rather good at it, and I wanted to write a book. And I finally got around to actually writing a novel, and it landed with that same wet turd thud on the universe that a lot of my podcast episodes do and I it was like the guy with the most authority here about any reverence <laughs> like, but it, oh, it was terrible no but i mean but i i know what i know what it did i know what the people that read it i know the amounts that went out there and my my hopes hanging on this creative thing of like this is the thing that like not my defining aspect but this is a major aspect of things and it it dying is a a very important aspect of my life. Now, whether that's positive or negative, I have to live the rest of this to figure it out. But I think that's very much me. What where, dying? The, the periphery, basically just taking oh, a shit and book. doing absolutely yeah, yeah. nothing. Um, is that's whether not that true. ends up... No, I mean, 
it demonstrably is in that. But it's it not your really job to make it do something. You already did your job to make it. It's somebody else's. It's just yeah. got to find somebody that has the fucking wherewithal and the care to fucking deal with all the other bullshit that you don't need to. Well, but that's the thing is, yeah. but I live in the universe wherein that doesn't happen and didn't yeah. happen. Well, now that it, now that the past has happened and, it is, and the past exists where it is, it, so whether it's positive or negative, maybe I needed more ego death. Maybe this feeds into something greater later. But yeah, like, or yeah. maybe, I don't know, like, I think... I think Periphery is a great book. I, I, yeah, I wrote a good book, and mm-hmm. and no one, and yeah. no one, not no one, but very few people. Personally, responded. I feel yeah. like it should be illustrated. Yeah, I th- there's there's been uh, talk of that. I, at one point, a movie guy wanted to make it. Not not no one real like. Yeah, somebody that's doing like that was in school for movies like that. Yeah. Like yeah. what? It, like I didn't. I don't mean to be promotional about this aspect, but I think We the Hollowed like has these aspects to it that we all band together that we can help in different ways like that you know go right ahead there's a book out no one's read it no one is reading it i'm right yeah i have a podcast that you said i talked to a fuckload of people when that book came out and a like i did the math at one point i think it was like three percent of my audience bought the book yeah that's that's a that is hard no no music's hard Books, sir. Got it. But unfortunately, I was born as a person that was going to write a book. (laughs) But my life's trajectory had been pointing at this book. That was the thing to do. Yeah. You were talking about that episode one, whatever, 80 something, where. where, 190. 185. 185. When all of the metaphysical stuff exploded, that was the last straw that it had. What I knew of my life growing up was. Some kind of occulty metaphysics thing. There was a magic in the universe, and then I was going to write a book. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the book had already failed, and all of the 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 strings that I thought were in play, all of the the ener- energy I put out of the universe, turns out was complete not true. That wasn't yeah. where it's leading, yeah. and you're left bereft of anything. Now I- there is creativity has a dual-edged sword. It's a Damocles situation where yeah. being depression does have an ego component, does have a an like an open soft hardness to it that things can hurt you more readily. At least in my case, damn. That please. when putting yourself out there, saying I did my best and then no one listens, that hurts a lot more. Yeah. Than not bothering to do your best, doing your best, and then no one listening, like no one responding, or you're not no one, but very few. That hurts a lot more than just never trying, never doing it. But I would have a lot. I would well, have been. Sure. I would have felt. But at it, the yeah. same time, the whole point is that you do it for yourself, right? I mean, partially, but doing it for yourself is why. Then why? I mean, why publish? Why put it out there? Yeah, like seventy percent. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I think for me, it might be more than that. Like, why put it out there then? Sure, because I, I mean the urge is... is to talk to people. I mean yeah, that's why yeah. I have a podcast. Yeah. So if you're if your urge is to talk to people, well, I, my urge isn't to talk into a microphone and record it. Sure. My urge is to talk to people. Yeah, and if there's well, no people listening, then then this isn't. But here's the know. problem, and like and like with you know solo podcasts or writing a book, it's talking at people. Yeah, it's a one-sided yeah. conversation yeah. that you're throwing out into the universe and hoping that and somebody I'd, will respond. And I've been doing solo podcasts for going on nine years, so yeah. I'm just saying, as, as, the point is that there's there can be two very different sides to putting out 
and doing the creative act. Yeah. Doing the creative yeah. act in in a vacuum and not putting it out anywhere. I don't I don't have an answer for that question. Right. But doing I, creative act and putting it out in the I, universe. I, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Eric's coming. Yes, uh, Eric. <laughs> oh, for uh, for just doing it to do it. Um, like when I was seventeen, I had uh, a mental breakdown. I was under a ton of pressure and. All I ever did was draw for myself. Like, it was the one thing, the one solace I had was everything else was... I come from a really big Midwestern family that everybody spends time together. Everybody does everything together. And I was under a ton of pressure to succeed. So I had to have, like, straight A's. I was, like, I was the smart one. Like, my cousin dropped out of school. My brother dropped out of school. I was getting straight A's. I was going to go to college. I was going to be this person that everybody was, like putting their stuff on, and I was going to succeed. And privately, all I wanted to do was draw. So that's all I did on my own for myself, is I would do hours and hours of studying and schoolwork, and then I'd sit and draw just for myself, never show a single person anything I was drawing while I was drawing, and I'd just draw, 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 draw. And I did that for years. And then I opened up for a girlfriend, and she was like, why did you draw that? Yeah. And I went, mm -hmm. what? She's like, why did you draw that? That's because I, it was in my head. She says, why'd you bother? And then I stopped mm. for like four years. Yeah. And it was a horrible experience. Yeah. It was an empty, empty, empty four years. Well, here and there, there that's your, uh, you know, that's the reaction to somebody else that you're... Yeah. Sharing is like that was terrible. Like I'll never again listen yeah, to something. Yeah, and else, I was just like, right? after that, it was for me, and yes. until four years ago, when I was just like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm just gonna put this out there. If people like it, they like it. Yeah. yeah. And everything I make is basically for me. Other than yes, like, when I do yeah. collaborations, it's not for me. That's to like, make but it a still thing. is a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yours is kind of a special case, because you just kind of let me go do whatever. Oh, I love it, though. And that's for yeah. me. Yeah, I just do I'm whatever. I'm a big fan for of the, that. For the comic, yeah. there's, like, a narrative component. Like, we have to actually tell a story with the art. Yeah. Which right. is actually why, why I'm having slight trouble with designs and stuff. It's like, I've gotten so... Like a, like a tick burying its head in the flesh of just creating for myself. Like, I have to pull back and be like, no. I have to tell a story well, here. Yeah. I have to this do is, this. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, Eric, like, that was a big thing with meeting you and our collaboration. Like, I had gone through working with an illustrator, a good friend, and, like, doing mm -hmm. the comic, being very... Like, it was a lot of uh, trial and tribulation, working with somebody and how intentful to be. I mean, God, I don't know if it's age or if it's just temperament in general mm -hmm. but like or you fuck it might be even chemical stuff but i have let go a lot about mm -hmm. what i perceive somebody else doing for a project yeah you know what i mean mm -hmm. um but only you know, in like in certain cases, I don't know. And when it when it like I saw your stuff, I was like, no, this this is gonna excite it more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, but I could see working with a narrative structure and being like, no, this would be 
you know, this person yeah. looks like this, this person like that. Like, I yeah. can see yeah. that difference. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is definitely far different than what I've, the yeah. mode I've gotten into over right. the last, like, especially the last four years. Yeah. And the guy you're writing the comic with is a dick, if I may say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. Slave driver. He, he keeps yeah. saying my name wrong. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know what the deal I can't, is. I'm Miller? Saying, I'm saying it 100% <laughs> probably. Miller. I got it. <laughs> this, is, this has been my entire thing as of late. Because um, I used to thrive off spontaneity. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I was a traveling person. You know, the, the, I, I used to really enjoy the moments that were afforded. Not yeah. the ones I afforded myself, right? Yeah. And so, like, the thing, the obsession I've had as of late is finding that, like, chemistry yeah. with a routine. Yeah. It's about recontextualizing it yeah. for me. Like, it took it took me a long time to just, like, embrace the idea of having a routine. Yeah. Because I, I worked in factories for 15 years before I just kind of had enough of it. But what that gave me was the idea that... Like, I had a ton of time to think about the most mundane things. Yeah. And it's at meditation. First, yeah. Well, at first, it was, like, the most depressing thing in the world. I just looked at it as, this is a horrible fucking slog, and I hate my life, and everything everything to do with this boring shit that I have to do every day to breathe right. and eat and have a roof over my head. Because you think that when you're in it, you're going to think about everything else. Yeah. And you, yeah. you don't. You, you yeah. just, like, look at what you're doing and go, this is what I'm doing now for the next ten fucking hours. And I just slowly was like, what I'm doing right now is my place in the universe. This is what this is going to cause. This mm -hmm. is what this is going to cause. And it turned into this like spiral of, I am not just doing this. Yeah. I am imbuing it with some sense of personal power and taking it back from myself. Because it felt like it was always something being taken from me. Yeah. And instead, I, I took it back. So I've been... Um I've always been a, you know, self-motivator, the mm -hmm. self-productive person. Um, and it was recently I just got to a place where I'm working from home, mm -hmm. like full time. It's not something that's just like afforded that I get to do anymore. It's like something I'm actually doing now. And to me, everyone's like, oh, that's great. And to me, I'm like, oh, fuck. Right? Mm -hmm. My first instinct is... I've got to be so strict on myself, yeah. you know, because like the ability to deviate from you got to have a structure, right, to yeah. build and be spontaneous yeah. off of. You can't do that from the get go because yeah. all shit goes haywire. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, to me, um, it's been mixing, you know, not not just like exercise or meditation, but like actually having a uh, magical like ritual in the morning mm -hmm. uh some stuff at night so i was wondering if you had like i get to a point i don't know if this is just like virgo rising bullshit or something but like i also get to a point where i color coordinate days where mm -hmm. i'm like even if i'm not motivated to do this today is like that three hours that i have i'm going to the rehearsal space and I'm working on music. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. For for me, it was always, like, the idea of, like, I had a lunchtime practice of doing art because yeah. my art is my practice, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no matter what, every day I draw. Yeah. Every day. Even if it's a shitty fucking doodle that I just, like, look at and go, wow, I am a terrible artist. Why am I bothering? It's still, I drew that day. 
And I used to do that at lunch every day at work. And I just got lost to where I was going with that. Well, you also, like... like, I had to fill that hour. That was my hour of creativity, so I had to, like, focus it. Like, I had to go, And you had a direct, like, nectar Mm -hmm. that you went to. It was art. It was oh, visual yeah. art, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I would think about so that. So anytime you could get that. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. think about that all day. No. <laughs> that was no, that's my great. thing. And I guess maybe yeah, like my um my art's a bit more dispersed in that sense yeah, yeah. where like, yeah, I gotta worry about like is it is it writing or is it podcasting or is it you right, know, blah, right, blah blah right, right. Which essentially it isn't, right? It's yeah all something but yeah. I get to a point where I kind of thrive off being able to retaliate against structure mm-hmm. yeah. so like I go to the rehearsal space and I'm like you know what I'm gonna write at the rehearsal space I'm mm-hmm. gonna write a short story cause fuck you you don't tell me what to do me yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. it's just weird but the, the point is is that I have to have something there yeah to retaliate against yeah, yeah. If the retaliation happens, I don't know. Yeah, for for me, like the biggest shock I've had in the last, like the recent past, was having a child and becoming a stay-at-home dad five days a right. week. Where suddenly I went from having in nine hours a day, where I was at my job five to six days a week, I was suddenly at home five days a week, making sure that a small pink thing didn't die. <laughs> That was my job. Is it's my job is to make sure this this little bundle of energy does not die. Right. And he is I not, feel that way about my heart. Yeah. <laughs> he, he has no schedule though. <laughs> he has no fucking right. schedule. He has no conception of time. He has no idea like how tired I am or how ready I am to sit down and draw or cool. Good Hello, Alex. I'm Alex from the Alex Cast. I am the very model of a modern major general. I have knowledge of both animal, vegetable, and mineral. Uh, I am Eric, and I put out books through Outlet Press, and am the creator of the Disruption Generator, and I am very impressed by Alex's rendition of uh, the HMS Pinafore. HMS Pinafore, is that it? Yeah. I literally don't know that for the Simpsons. <laughs> I have too much wherewithal yeah. on, on shit. You know, I have too much time to spoil things Yeah, and for I myself. Have, I have, like, no And time. you have none. So when it happens, that's why you're so productive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my, having a surface, like having so much time on my hands is really ruinous. Where, oh, yeah. Because oh, going yeah. to work every day, it's Idle like, hands. I've got the five days a week and then come home from work and I'm fucking exhausted. Mm-hmm. But it's this, because I still have six hours to burn, it becomes this kind of, how do I do this and don't fit in something creative? And it's it's, yeah. it's a really horrible habit where I kind of have compartmentalized creativity to the weekend almost, or at least writing yeah. to the weekend. And that becomes, that's such a bad mode to get your head yeah, out. Because yeah. also it just defines you as a, you know, capitalist slave, where it's just like, also, oh, Monday to Friday, my soul is devoted. Yeah. But yeah. also it goes, it gets in this weird tundra of like, who the fuck am I being present for? What the fuck does this matter? Why am I not in another country right now? Or underwater? Yeah. Like, yeah. who gives a fuck? Well, like, I'm not in another country right now because I don't have the money to move there. Yeah, well, that's yeah. it. Like, literally yeah. why at I the live same in America. Time, it's like, yeah. oh, am I going to keep fighting to stay above water here? Like, or I could yeah. just go backpack. Where, you know what I mean? Like, it, there's yeah. not pressure. I don't have to keep someone alive. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I just yeah. have like, to keep me interested. Yeah, I have, I have a two-year-old that I just want to, like... <laughs> I want to make sure he has a roof over yeah. his head. Yeah. If anything, 
I'm the worst father to myself. <laughs> I've done a horrible job keeping myself alive. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know how I managed it, but my dad was still worse than me, so it works out really well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was pretty horrible on myself until I hit a point where I couldn't be horrible on myself anymore. Right. And then... then I, it, it, but in that way, I ended up being horrible to myself by being good to myself, though. Like, right. I, ch I changed my... Like, I I used to, like, sit... Like, when I was really, really depressed, like, when I hit my bottom-out point, um, I would sit at home, I'd, like, eat an entire Tombstone pizza and then follow it up with, like, a pound of Mike and Ike's because I just like to eat. Yeah. That's a lot of Mike and Ike's. It is. is a lot it of Mike is. You have to, like, force yourself to eat a fucking <laughs> pound of Mike and Ike's. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not fun by, like, That's, two uh, bites in because it's just Misappropriated fucking, focus. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. I ate 32 ounces of Nerds one night when I was sad. Yeah. I, I worked at a dairy <laughs> kitchen. Sugar is took, so easy. I took home a, I took home a 32-ounce cup of Nerds from the Blizzard <laughs> yeah. thing, and then I was just sad and high, and I ate 32 ounces of Nerds. Yeah, my, yeah. my worst sad and high story is half of a McDonald's birthday cake. Ooh. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I hit a point where I was like, "Fuck it!" I was, I was like, I was like, "I'm going to reduce my calorie intake to 1,500 calories a day," and then I actually ended up reducing it again to a thousand, and it became this like religious calorie counter. Yeah. And then every day I was like, "I'm going to run three miles a day," and then it turned into four miles, and it turned into five miles, and then I was like, "Nope, I'm going to run for three hours a day." Yeah. And I was working 12 hours a day at the time. Oof. Jesus. And only eating a thousand calories. I went from two hundred and ninety pounds to a hundred and sixty in a year. Mm. And I was in constant pain. Yeah. And I That's hated not healthy my, at all. I, yeah. I loved myself and hated myself at the same time because I ended up I was high. I was high because I was always hungry and always in pain. Yeah. But it was like I took my eating addiction, which replaced my drinking, which replaced my drugs. Yeah. And I just turned it into, I'm healthy now. And it wasn't healthy. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, so you reminded me. I, sorry, I actually do have a, a, another practice like that I have not brought up that is actually my most important one. And this sounds like I'm leading to a joke, but I'm not. I do intermittent fasting like oh, religiously. 16 and, hours of not eating a day. Yeah, I, I yeah. try to do that at least three days a week. And I try to, yep. do, I try to do it like basically just one meal before. God, I, I should try that. But, um, yeah, I do. Uh, I eat yeah. from noon to eight. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, it, I do it. like three, four days a week. I try to just do like one meal. Yeah, and that is actually, I think, really it clears your head up pretty, pretty solidly. Uh, it, it, I think that kind of refocuses your mind. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, like if I didn't, again, I, I pitch about my day job a lot, but like if I didn't have a day job, I would like to do like a month long like sadhu religious the fast, eating, like really purify. Yeah, I think I think the eating uh, comes from my day nice. job. Yeah, like, that, that's a lot of mine too. Happens yeah, in my day job. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just mindless bullshit, you know? Yeah. But it also comes with, yeah, just this, like, dark, psychic need for satiation. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, you're, you're, yeah. you're showing up to sell your soul for money. I mean, yeah. it, it's intrinsic to the well, idea. Well, then I'm like, <laughs> yeah, now I'm, like, showing up to myself to yeah. do it. Yeah. Which is hard. And it's really hard to, like, station... To not snack. I don't know. It like, it doesn't have to be that difficult. There's not some weird arithmetic about it. It yeah. really is. Like, obviously, I'm not hitting all the cylinders I want doing this. And so when I'm trying to pad, yeah. you know, as with food or satiating yeah. some other part or 
some mechanical thing or you yeah. know like my current like idea with it is I'm trying to cut down on my snacking and I'm trying to depersonalize it yeah, yeah. and make it into like a personal like an actual like demon yeah like and, well, and writing like a diary of its influence over me I love me. it yeah. and I have this little journal I'm keeping in my <laughs> pocket and I'm, I'm like trying to record what this thing is trying to make me do oh that's amazing and just basically turn my addiction into an a, actual an actual demon. like yeah. physical presence that I can look at and go fuck you holy fuck nah. that's brilliant until you create a tulpa that forces hamburgers uh, down your mouth. A golem. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, today the demon A golem. <laughs> I just ate a box of sliders. Uh, hey, it happens. A literal box. Yeah. <laughs> I no, got, that's amazing, though. Like Last yeah. week I ate an entire box of donuts because I, I got drunk and really sad because oh, yeah. an ex contacted me. And I uh, was literally walking home crying. So I went to Dunkin' Donuts and bought a box of Franz's mm. <laughs> chocolate frosted yeah. donuts and sat in here weeping while watching Doctor Who and ate an entire box I think of donuts. I, saw that I have tweet never. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. That you walked <laughs> by. Yeah. 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 Never, never, never felt like a more grown up ass man. I've never felt yeah. tougher and more masculine than weeping while watching Doctor Who and eating a box. <laughs> Donuts. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, you know he'll be dead soon. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. on him. Fingers crossed. But yeah, I uh, I think I have an issue too. Like I would like I bring up the Chapel Perilous thing a lot too because it's it's such an appropriate thing of you know uh, going through this big psychical and spiritual situation while also you know could be chemical and mm. all this other physiological stuff. And so I wonder sometimes, you know, how hard I am on myself about certain things. I mean, recently I've been eating, I've gained like 20 pounds and it's been because I know a lot of it is physiological because I've, I got out or yeah. got off of like heavy, you know, pharmacological yeah. drugs and stuff and there's you know, weird, I'm trying to find this weird sensation or feel, like, literally feel something, like, in this weird animal kind of mm -hmm. sense, you know? But at the same time, like, I wonder, like, yeah, how hard I'm being on myself about that and, like, how much better that is. Like, it's so much better that I'm trying to, like, fill that void with food than it is fucking, like... Yeah, chemicals. Well, I mean, or, like, or like you know, chemicals in the sense of you know, yeah. brain jarring. Yeah, but just to, to, just to, sorry to screw with you a little bit though. That's what food is. That's brain chemicals. Sure, it's all brain chemicals. But it's yeah, but it's manageable in certain. These are some insidious, like dark, weird, you know, sorcery. Well. I mean, yeah. these but, uh, fucking lamictal and fucking yeah. buspirin and but like it, all this shit. But you what know? you're eating is that not dark weird sorcery? I mean, it's. I mean, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> you're eating like processed foods. You don't even know what kind yeah. of weird like well, I mean, mechanical food they're pulling on you. Processed foods is one thing, <laughs> but I think to me it's never about the food. It's about the mechanics of eating the yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, you you also quit smoking, right? I quit smoking. I quit drinking. Yeah, like I, smoking yeah. has a big oral component. Yeah. Like, I get... And that's, I, yeah, yeah. Like, you might just want to be putting something in your exactly. mouth. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah, put on yeah. 20 pounds when I quit smoking. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, it was pretty, too. pretty immediate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you like, yeah, put something I, in your I mouth. get that. And I think, I think that's what I'm coming to or reminding myself of. It's like, dude, don't be hard on yourself. Like, you yeah. know, like... 
You know, they I could mean, be worse. You God, forgive yourself for putting shit in your veins. You know, twenty no. years ago, not twenty years ago. I mean, it's like it's it's, it's obvious that all three of us have like a hole somewhere in us. Yes, that we have been desperately trying to fill a hole our somewhere. entire lives. And we have a hole somewhere. A hole us. somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's We have it's, a hole somewhere in us. Yeah, and we can't find it. There's a big we somewhere. We, we don't know where what fills it. But maybe it just can't be filled. Like most of the stuff is like stopgap stuff. Right. Like I'm we're pretty doing... sure it's donuts though. Yeah, I mean donuts. <laughs> like I just yeah. I, like, yeah. I just I feel like I just haven't had the right one yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't even touch Mike and Ike's anymore because yeah. I know that's where that's what fills that's, my hole. Yeah, that's... I was, I was going. I was, I, you know, it's not my phrase, but yeah, it's called the, the God-shaped hole. And but it's like, yeah, but I've, I've given just about every god a try, and yeah. none yeah. of it fits. Like that's yeah. you know that old you know uh, the missing piece. And thing, no one, yeah. ripped a hole like the last one. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Ganesh just yeah. fucking tore me a new one. Yeah. Yeah. That four-armed, double-wide. Yeah. <laughs> I had too many elephants in this room. I shouldn't be shit talking cash. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah. But, but anyways, yeah. Um, and I love how like that Uroboros of that feeding into it too. That these are natural responses. Mm-hmm. And like, and you know, yeah, maybe not what we're putting in our mouths or whatever. Like what we seek, you know. But the no. fact that if you were to, you know, instead of whatever shit food it was whatever it, it really doesn't matter yeah it's I mean, something it's, it's, right yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a whole you're and it's so over. much fucking better than maybe i mean then yeah absolutely than a lot of other shit you know oh, God, yes. and i think that that's the Ouroboros is like it's the guilt or like this Americana that we're talking about, this, like, fucking nuclear family, like, oh, what we think is, you know... No. Well, I mean, we're all supposed to feel bad for who we are. I mean, (laughs) this is is the Stepford Wife culture that I'm, like, consciously trying to, like, that I'm very, like, worried about with, you know, uh, SSRIs and... Yeah. And it's not, I mean, for me, because it wasn't, it wasn't an aid, it was Band-Aid. Yeah. You know, that was a big thing for me was that I used it and I got like the other day it was like, man, in my darkest points where I'm like, man, I, yeah, I just want to go get a prescription. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not okay. That's yeah. not at all what yeah. should be happening. And the fact that I put so much validity in a chemical correcting something deep. Like that is just ridiculous. No, but it helped you put up the, you know, you're saying build the pillars. It's scaffolding, you know. It's yeah, not, yeah. It's if, not right. if you, if you hadn't know? had that, you wouldn't have been able right. to build yeah. the scaffolding. But like, I've got it. I think I, I have enough structure to where I'm. I need to shellac the walls myself. Yeah. I know for me personally, like the the pills never worked for me. Yeah. Like I I tried Prozac one time. I can't say that I also, tried a lot of stuff. Can I, I just tried this? Prozac. Can I just say that I tried all of them. <laughs> I was a fucking asshole when shit felt good and things were going great i don't think i was a good person that does happen sometimes yeah i think it was like i didn't have that check yeah yeah you know i get I that think, way when i get self-confident like if i feel yeah, yeah. self-confidence that's what I'm saying. i start becoming a real big asshole that's yeah. what i'm yeah. saying like i think i felt so fine 
Like, yeah. I didn't have that shit. Everything's great. Why? No, just fucking pick yourself up. It's all good. You know, like, no, oh, yeah. I really yeah. feel that, like, I was missing a lot of myself. In that. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of myself is kind of injured. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can bring more stuff up if you want. I just wasn't sure if we're wrapping up or what. It's, it's, this is uh, your, your game, right? Uh, this is ending exactly how a, should a, converse, a conversation under pressure should end. Like, yeah. Well, uh, this is, this any, is how the conversation. Else? No? This is how the conversation oh. started, really. Am I alone? Okay. I mean, here, Goodbye. I can. If, if you, <laughs> no, here. I'll, I'll give you the final example. We're about to end this now. And. Um, <laughs> Keats is gonna go back, and he's got his beautiful girlfriend that he that he's he's, he's enamored with. You're gonna That's go to your, to your wife and your 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 loving son, and I'm gonna sit on that shitty futon and think, wow, they thought I did something good, and I'm this lonely sack of garbage. And that's what all it circles back to the Ouroboros, as you said. Yeah. It's just my snake is eating my yeah. own tail. There is no, there's, there is the, the, the essential loneliness is the thing that that returns to it. Which is funny because that's not what you associate with because you're not. Right. In that, but you know, but if but, if we if we all did the uh, you know uh, musical chairs and moved one down, I think there's like this weird kind of, I don't know. Uh, uh, we, uh, you, discarnate ideal that happens where well this, basically yeah it all sucks but it sucks from our it. from our yeah. individual perspective and i just think it's, it's yeah, interesting that we're we're here and, yeah, yeah. i think that's a confusion that you think because of our partnerships or our yeah because i think that like, it that fixes a part it I'm, I'm gonna go home yeah. and i constantly wonder when my wife is gonna figure out that I'm a piece of shit. Oh, dude, dude that, <laughs> I'm not. Oh, no, I, I think you misunderstood. I didn't. I'm not saying fixes. But yeah, when, when you said I'm like the musical chair thing, like where is, like each of us are viewing the others as like is from right. a different there's a step yeah. that's better so than I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, I have. You you leave and go to the thing that I want. While in your perspective, oh, Alex has been doing this for so long. Like, I'm in a vaulted position of of, of podcast authority yeah. where it's just like that, that. Not to compare that with relationship, but you get the idea of right. where I'm coming yeah, from. Yeah. It's just funny that it's the same. It's the same dance we're doing, but we all have like these different moves, but at the exact same. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's yeah. like that show. The hell done, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. So. In short, don't be depressed. We got you, boy. Yeah, just do some <laughs> yoga. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah just yeah. Just, do some, yeah. just eat the donut. Yeah, eat yeah. eat healthier. Do yoga, yeah. and depression will go away magically. Yeah, or just you know talk to us, and yeah. we'll commiserate. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. I think that's the beauty. Yeah, reach out. I want to thank Eric and Alex, these two invaluable souls that I am privileged to call friends, for being brave enough to broadcast and for helping me to learn the confidence to do so too. Know that we are loved and we love, but most importantly, know that you are loved. If you have any questions or concerns, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at pragmagic at gmail.com or contact the guests in the show notes below. If you or anyone you know requires immediate attention, 
You can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 and speak to someone immediately at any time, 24 hours of every day. We are all survivors.